Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. In September 2013, the Somali-based Ashabab group launched a terror attack on Nairobi's Westgate shopping mall. The attack lasted 18 hours, left almost 70 people dead, and was a turning point for the country's counter-terrorism response. Tabitha Mwangi, a fellow at the African Leadership Center from Kenya with an interest in counter-terrorism research, discusses the role that the civilian played in the rescue efforts of victims of the terrorist attack. seconds of the horror at Westgate. Within moments, hundreds were fleeing from the mall. Abdul Haji was trying to get in. As soon as I got to the Westgate, and immediately I started thinking, you know, uh, they're probably here after my brother. What had happened was there was a local expose from one of the media houses, uh, which had exposed my brother, who, is, uh, who works for the government. He's an undercover agent in the counter-terrorism counter unit. And uh, since then, we've just been living in fear. That was the sound of gunshots from the attack and Abdul Haji explaining about his arrival at Westgate. On the day of the attack, Abdul Haji, a Nairobi-based businessman, received a distress message from his brother saying that he was at Westgate Mall, where what he described as a terror attack was underway. Abdul drove to Westgate Mall, intending to try save his brother. At the mall, Abdul found a group of licensed civilian gun holders and police officers involved in rescue efforts. Armed with just a single handgun and a clip full of ammunition, he provided cover to the Kenya Red Cross personnel, rescuing the wounded as he looked for his brother. Effective government response during the crisis was affected by poor communication and coordination by government agencies. Inadequate special forces personnel and equipment, round-the-clock media coverage where unverified information was shared, and Al-Shabaab's use of social media to sneer Kenyans and threaten more violence. As such, people who put their lives on the line to rescue victims were regarded as heroes. Suddenly the uh, Red Cross people arrived. We just very quickly organized ourselves. Uh, our priority was, uh, since we were armed, we are going to give cover to the Red Cross people to get the injured people out. So we went up through the ramp uh, to the upper level parking. That was the voice of Abdul Haji talking to the press. Leadership is a process through which individuals or groups are influenced to behave in a certain way to achieve shared goals. Abdul Haji's desire to save his brother aligned with the interests of the Red Cross and police involved in the rescue efforts. This merging of interests is known as mutuality. Leaders can influence others through the merging of the interests from the leader and the followers. The kind of leadership shown here is situational leadership, where leaders arise because of a specific reason or context. In Haji's case, his initial intention of rescuing his brother was extended to helping others. Abdul emerged as a leader because he had useful skills needed to lead others to safety. Also, being armed and able to use a firearm 
made people to trust him because he could protect them. Abdul's father had been the minister for security and he had taught his children how to handle guns for their personal security. Abdul's story resonated with many Kenyans who had been overcome by fear as he showed courage and commitment to transform the situation. His efforts helped victims trapped in the complex and the rescue workers who needed cover to fulfill their duties. Besides, Abdul continued to help with rescue efforts despite knowing that his brother had already been rescued. This made him a likable individual. Leadership scholars would classify this likability and a referent power which refers to the capability of an individual to be liked by others because they can relate with them. Rescuing people reduced the number of those killed in the attack. Abdul's actions echoed the president's statement that said that despite the attack, Kenyans remained resilient and as bold as the lions on the country's coat of arms. Abdul's identity as a Muslim and a Somali leading rescue effort was an act of defiance and contradictory to Al-Shabaab's ideology that pits Muslims and non-Muslims. His actions demonstrated that Al-Shabaab militants are violent individuals who seek political goals for themselves through targeting or threatening to target everyone who opposes their violent ideology. Although the crisis was one of the worst recent attacks for the country, Kenyan society has been better off in its aftermath because many measures were put in place to improve the government's response. For instance, the National Counterterrorism Center was restructured for multi-agency cooperation. There was increased training of media personnel on how to report terror-related incidents. Security personnel continued to receive more training on rescue operations and there is increased government and community cooperation through community policing. Additionally, many licensed gun owners now help with rescue operations. All these changes have contributed to improving Kenya's counterterrorism operations. In subsequent incidents, for instance during the Dusit complex attack, more than 700 people were safely evacuated and there was a lower number of casualties. Overall, there was better coordination in terms of government communication during the crisis and the attackers were neutralized fast, while investigations to ascertain who the attackers were began early. Since the, the Wastegate attack, uh, most of the shopping malls were adequately secured, I guess. Uh, we saw an improvement. Um, an, an, uh, an increase or a heightened security in most of the most of the, malls, uh, most of the shopping centers in Nairobi, uh, which was a good thing. I think um, um, that's one thing we probably took from from the incident. And and also, I think Nairobians in, in general have um, have become more vigilant. Uh, they are more aware of the environment. So I guess um, uh, there will be that cooperation between government and, and the people in general. Um, and um, as usual, I mean, Kenyans uh, usually come together and um, we've, we've come together after as well and, and improved uh, our security sort of in Nairobi. That was Abdul Haji reflecting on the Westgate attack two years after the incident. Delayed intervention by security agencies to rescue people at Westgate created a vacuum that was filled by leaders such as Abdul Haji. Overall, 
Even the darkest of times, such as Westgate crisis, provide opportunities for leaders and lessons that, if implemented, leave the society better off. In the words of Elizabeth Kabler-Ross, people are like stained glass. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there is light from within. Abdul Haji, civilians and security officials who put their lives on the line every day to keep Kenyans safe are the light that shines from within. That was Tabitha Mwangi, a fellow at the African Leadership Center from Kenya with an interest in counterterrorism research. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.